What's up, everybody, and welcome to the technical first ever episode of That's Fair with Josh and Marcus. I am your co-host, the one and only Bebop man himself, Josh McMullen, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Marcus Davis. Hello, guys. What's up, man? I am hanging in there, man. Oh, yeah? I am just chilling this week. Oh, yeah? I have been... Just trying to ingest as much information as possible so we can get ready for this podcast. I listened to myself last week from the last week's podcast, and I hate hearing myself. It sounds yeah. odd. It it really does. Um, not only are you ingesting information, but you're also posting stuff on Facebook that is uh, really quite um, uh, inflammatory. I guess you could say that. Yeah, um, so I was browsing today, and I noticed that you're a, you're a Zaxby's fan and not a Chick-fil-A fan, and that really bothers me on a very deep level. Yes, I see that. I We had gone to Chick-fil-A this morning before we had taken our daughter to school, and that line was fucking crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Mm-hmm. And so I started thinking about it, and... They're not bad. Like, it's not like McDonald's, where it's fucking just gross. That's gross. Yeah. But it's a little bit overrated. Um, And I think because we're in the South, just like Coca-Cola, people tend to gravitate towards their own. And even though Zaxby's is from here also, I think because Chick-fil-A has a lot of different... um, their foundation is a little bit different. That's more relatable to some people down here. I think they, like I said, gravitate towards it. But in general, it's not bad. It's just, if I never have it again, life would definitely go on. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> um, That's fair. I didn't That's really fair. expect people to really get so uptight about it. Like, it's food. Get the fuck over it. It is It is food. I don't know, man. I, let's let's take all the, all the uh, <laughs> you know... Religious stuff out of the equation. Chick Fil A's chicken is better. So we'll, <laughs> we'll disagree on this one, um, but it's fair to understand why somebody said that they felt that it was cooked in some sort of like the, the and like t- a different oil. Yeah, yeah, that peanut oil is what Chick Fil A's cooked in, I think, and then it's probably just regular old like canola oil or something like that at Zaxby's. I, I like to fry it part of Zaxby's a lot. Mm-hmm. I like the fries. But in general, I'm not a big, big Chick-fil-A fan. Like, I'm not a big McDonald's fan. Well, um, McDonald's I'm, sucks, so. No, so I'm not a big fast food fan in general. Yeah. If I don't have to have it, I can get over it. Yeah, that's fair. I'd, I'd rather have a home-cooked meal for sure. But I will say this. At least people are conversing without arguing over things. That's that, true. Yeah. There was a, <coughs> a noticeable... Um, how do I want to say it? A noticeable congeniality, I guess, between everyone there. Everyone was really cordial to one another. They were. Which was nice. Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> I posted some things. Well, matter of fact, I had posted something yesterday, and I had to tell people, like, such and such is my friend. Let's make sure we don't do anything mm, or yeah. say anything too too mean because this should not get like that. Yeah. Of course it was a political post, but regardless. Uh, anyway, it's the internet. Is it? Yeah, you know, everybody <laughs> everybody knows facts on the internet. But anyway, that's either here nor there. Yeah. 
Well, um, so this is going to be the first ever uh, episode that we actually use following the uh, structure that the show will typically follow. And I figure what we'll do is um, we'll start out, we'll talk about some stuff that we've been... Uh, um, Digesting. Digesting, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, and then we'll go into some news topics. We'll discuss one big topic, do some rapid fire, and then we'll both throw out something that you should either watch, listen to, play, you know, whatever it is, and then we'll wrap up. So, um, so with that out of the way, what you been what you been up to? Nothing much. I my wife is a big murder fan, so I've been watching a lot of. What's what show did we watch, watch last night? Unusual Suspects. Oh, okay. Things like that. Well, it's another one that we watched. See, I like the ones where you really don't know who the killer is. Mm, like if yeah. it says, you know, wise with knives. Okay, we know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know who who did what. But if it's something like Unusual Suspects where, you know, like one we watched last night, this guy had killed this girl, but you didn't know it was him. His, mm. his daughter ended up telling on them he was raping her since she was eight. Oh jesus and they thought it was someone else and come to find out you know she said you know he was raping me since i was eight i think it was him he shot this nine-year-old in the head i just thought all right you know some people are just born sick you know and they just happen to have kids and that's unfortunate but i've been watching a lot of news mm-hmm. and a lot of entertainment stuff i'm a I used to, I don't say hate YouTube, but I wasn't a big YouTube Same. watcher. Yeah. Um, recently, probably in the last, I guess, two years, there have been things on YouTube I've been watching, and then from there, it just trickled from other things. So, paying attention to that, uh, today, this morning, I was presently, uh, pleasantly surprised to see that the It 2 trailer came out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely get into that. into that. So, I watched that a few times this morning. Um, but no, other than that, man, just, you know, just regular life. And there's a stupid game I play on my phone called Marvel Future Fight. There's a lot of challenges you have to do. So, I've been occupying my time with that and... Yeah. Anyway, that's yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. So, um, dude, I feel you on the YouTube thing for real. Like up until maybe last year, I was not a big like YouTube guy. I just didn't watch it. Mm-hmm. Like I knew that, that like people loved it and stuff like that. But it when I started listening to um, <laughs> Rogan. Oh yeah. Yeah. When uh, I started watching him on YouTube, then I just branched out to all these different things, and I was like. Okay, yeah, this is where it's at. I don't, I don't really necessarily need cable TV. I, I got right. YouTube. Yeah, I. Um, and ma- matter of fact, I watch ESPN a lot. So they and uh, Fox Sports, not really Fox Sports, but some shows on Fox Sports where they broadcast that on YouTube as well. I'm a big Joe Rogan fan. Yeah, I I'm love a Joe. big Joe Rogan fan. And Joe Mo- Rogan is sort of like Bill Maher to me. Um, I like a lot of things they say. Some oh, yeah. things I disagree with, but oh, in yeah, general, I understand where, where they're coming from. And I like that Joe Rogan brings on a lot of different people. He doesn't try to push his viewpoints, but he does make people think about their viewpoints. And Mm -hmm. even the things that he thinks about, you know, things that he may not really know a lot about, Mm -hmm. he he really wants to be informed about it. So um, Joe Rogan, I watched some entertainment things. There was a guy that used to be on Collider Video named John Campia. 
and I'll watch him. He comes on daily. He gives me some entertainment feeds. Um, I watch Everyday Struggle, Complex. You know, I like rap, so hip hop. And but in general, a lot of the, a lot of the cats that I watch, some of the people I watch, it's just interesting seeing some of the people that come on that talk on their shows and how I won't say miseducated. That's not the right, right um, word, but how they aren't there's some, some things when they talk about like, like you don't, you think they like, you don't know certain things and you're talking about this. But anyway, that's why I like that we are doing this because, you know, we do know some things, a little bit, you know, yeah, at the um, very least. But anyway, other than that, What's the first topic today? All right, let's see. Uh, oh yeah, okay. Here we go. So we have one, two, three, four. I have eleven topics here that we'll get through. That's what's right. up. So we'll start here. Um, the first one, uh, number one, Avengers Endgame is uh, has now amassed yet another title in its quest for box office supremacy. As of this recording, the MCU's newest entry has brought in $2.33 billion, making it the second highest box office total of all time. Dethroning, worldwide. Or, yeah, worldwide. Uh, dethroning the financial juggernaut that was Titanic. And it has accomplished this feat in less than two weeks. The last movie left to dethrone is another James Cameron film, Avatar, which sits at $2.79 billion all time. And to put this in perspective, well, more in perspective, uh, if you adjust the ticket sales, Endgame is actually 35th all time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After this weekend, it's probably going to jump to 23rd, which is still impressive. But we were talking about this before it started. When Titanic came out, ticket prices were maybe 4 or $5. Yeah. Just think about it, but they were 4 or $5 now. Yeah. Think about how fanatical people are about Endgame and mm-hmm. how they were probably gone two or three times yeah. to see it just because the price would have been you no know, cheaper. I still think it's very impressive. But, you know, you still have one more obstacle to go. Um, what also happened is that it took The Force Awakens 16 days. Something like that, yeah. To amass $700 million and Endgame tied that. Yeah. So it is slowing down a little bit. Avatar it took seventy two days to yeah. get six to get seven hundred million, and so, but that was a consistent. That, the consistency of Avatar is very impressive. Yeah, same thing with uh, with Titanic. I, if I remember correctly, it came out in like December of ninety six, right? Ninety seven. Ninety seven. Yeah. It, yeah. Ninety six, ninety seven, somewhere in there, and it lasted like it stayed in theaters almost an entire year. Yeah. Like, it, it was a juggernaut. I, I know for a fact it was there in June. Yeah. I knew it was there in June. One thing that we have to consider also about Titanic is that that was pre-internet. Pre-internet oh, yeah. being what we know as, as yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. So people weren't critiquing it. Well, the critiques weren't really responded to the way that they are now with things because... People really didn't read the paper like that. I yeah. mean, honestly, I mean they mm-hmm. did, but the people on the internet now are either were either too young, or they just weren't interested. So the things that people said about it, or the negative things, really weren't 
an issue back that time. Yeah. Uh, Avatar, you know, think about it. Avatar came out in 2008. 2008, 2009, something like that. And that was the infancy. That wasn't the infancy of this kind of internet, but it was the beginning of what we consider what we have yeah. now. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that with, and then plus piracy on the internet wasn't as big as it is now. Yeah, yeah, so it's huge now. I think that if a lot of people were able to watch Avatar like they do, like Game of Thrones, mm -hmm. you know, piracy like that, I don't think it would have been as big because yeah. to be honest with you i mean i'm not gonna hate it on like on it like that like it was horrible i mean it's foreign gully just it, updated it, it, pocahontas friend right. gully, like it's every story ever told honestly and the graphics were nice but it wasn't yeah. anything that i had to go to like it's a movie you should see at the movie theater mm -hmm. but i'd never see it again i've yeah, never seen it no. again same thing with titanic the graphics were nice um it was funny because i had a girlfriend at the time and my aunt said well you know it's not really much for me to see. The ship sinks. <laughs> she says, why did you tell me the ending? <laughs> it's a true story. It's a true story. So, uh, but just to let you know, Pikachu comes out this weekend. Mm -hmm. And Pikachu had done about $5.3 million on Thursday night. They're projected to do at least $53 million. Uh, Endgame is projected to do about seventy. So that's going to bite of a take a little chunk out yeah, of for uh, sure. in games profit but in general this is just unbelievable just for what it had done in the last two weeks yeah um i expect i think once you have people who are following this and who take this fanatically serious like i really want marvel to succeed and knowing that they have no interest in it at all as far as financial interest to gain on their own yeah they're going to probably go out and try to make this the biggest movie. Yeah. You know, once yeah. they realize, oh, you only have about uh, sort of like what happened with Black Panther in my mind. I feel that once people start realizing that Black Panther was amassing so much money, they said, oh, we're close to, you know, touching Titanic or so. Yeah. And, you know, what people don't realize is that it was until Endgame. Well, Endgame hasn't done it yet, but. There was only three movies ever to hit over seven hundred million dollars. Yeah, in America, domestic, yeah. domestic wide. And so for Black Panther to do that, I think a lot of people were pushing for that to happen. I think that's going to happen now with Endgame too, especially since you know they're probably with four hundred million dollars away worldwide from yeah. Avatar. Yeah. Um, and we're, just, and we're talking about worldwide. We're not just talking about America. So how many other fanatical fans are out there in Europe and Asia that yeah. you know want to see this happen? Because this is this is a monumental goal yeah um we'll get into some things about avatar later as far as do we think another movie would do this soon but one thing about titanic that i want people to really realize is that i graduated high school in 97 and yeah it came out in 97 because in the 98 oscars is when yeah they yeah. had won but you're talking about that is 20 one years yeah 21 years you've held the record for the highest well no no i'm sorry i'm sorry for 11 years you held the record for the highest grossing movie mm -hmm. ever then james cameron did it again yeah and you had held it for another 10 years yeah um that's a long time for you to have a like have a record like that with all the movies that came out and well, actually, not ten because when the Force Awakens came out three years uh, ago, 
Force Awakens came out. It's been offset every year. So last year was Solo. Then it would have been, let's see, last year it was 2018. So 2017 was The Last Jedi. So 2016 would have been Rogue One. 2015 would have been Force Awakens. That's still impressive for that long with all the movies that came out that we consider to be major blockbusters then, especially with Marvel being the, the... beast that it is in yeah. the movies they came out with and the popularity of Robert Downey Jr. and yeah. how it got more and more popular and they still could not do it until this combination movie. So, but yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Um, it's cool. I mean, it's cool to see that this is happening and, and we're part of history. Yeah, I agree 100%. Even though it doesn't matter in real life, but still. <laughs> still. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Alright, so number two. In other Marvel Cinematic Universe news, it appears that The Eternals is looking at casting Richard Madden for a role alongside the already reported Camille Nanjiani and Angelina Jolie. The role is, as of yet, unconfirmed, but it appears that he is set to appear opposite the aforementioned stars, meaning that he is going to be presumably the villain. Richard Madden, for the uninitiated, is known for his Golden Globe role or Golden Globe winning role in The Bodyguard, and as Rob Stark on the hit show Game of Thrones. Now, for so, what I had read, is that he may play Icarus, and I think Icarus was a good guy. Okay, um, I think, but once again, like you said, it's unconfirmed. I like Richard Madden. I'll, I think he's fine. I, I personally, I hate Rob Stark. Really? Yeah, I hated him. I felt like he was a whiny bitch the entire. Rob Stark? Yeah. This is like, like Zach's oh, Mystic Clay all over again. <laughs> mommy, I don't want to marry this lady. I want to marry this other lady. I'm like, whatever, little kid. What do you think about? Um, the tunnels in general, though. I, honestly, I don't know much about them. I know that they're supposed to be like this, like uh, humanoid type of like race. That's um, like they're all like they live forever, or whatever, right? Well, the c- celestials basically brought them to Earth, and they aren't the the sort of like Thor. Like you okay. live, they could live for a long time, and they were supposed to be on Earth to help us. Mm-hmm. And there was another sect that had a civil war, and that sect ended up going to Saturn. And then that's how uh, Thanos came about because he became part of the Deviants, which was a mutation of the Eternals. Oh, okay. They took over Titan, the moon, mm-hmm. and then there was like a civil war there. At that point, some of them tried to come back to Earth. Um, they didn't want another conflict. So the story came out, if I'm not mistaken, in 76. Jack Kirby made it. Yeah. Um, one thing I like about Marvel, the MCU, is that they... Some stories in comics are dumb. Oh, uh, I mean, do, most uh, comic book stories are like, dumb. Like, it's kind of stupid. Um, they don't really make a lot of sense when you really think about it, especially like right, right now. Mm-hmm. They come and they make a lot of things sensible in a way, as much as they can. Yeah, yeah. You're talking about the MCU, the MCU, yeah, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. Like, just for instance, in Infinity War, he's not trying to court death, which is a stupid fucking comic book story. Like, no, he's <laughs> like, I, I, I genuinely like a lot of the things that they have done with the MCU to make them more uh, believable. Believable I guess, as is much the word. as they can. Yeah. I think that they're going to do the same with the Eternals, hopefully, because they see that 
most a lot of people who weren't into comics like i wasn't into comics i yeah. didn't read comics what got me into comics in general was that growing up i was into the x-men animated yeah. series yeah me too 92 right 92 93 like that. yeah that got me into it and then if i'm not mistaken x-men came out first with their movie yeah it was like 2000 99 or 2000 well, i think 2000 and that i was already hyped about it because i just came off from watching the series you know yeah several years back and then spider-man which is arguably the most popular yeah comic yeah. book of at least Marvel side, mm-hmm. when that came out, I think the first one did pretty very very well. Like I think I think Sam Raimi really developed that story well. Once again, yeah, made it believable. Yeah, one and, and two for sure. One and two definitely because two arguably is it is, was the best up until yeah. Dark Knight came out. Yeah, I'm, some people would even argue that it's better than Dark Knight. I wouldn't make that argument. I'm but, not gonna make the argument. I can understand that. Yeah, but I like that. What they did with, and they saw that this was something that people liked, mm-hmm. and they took it, they ran with it, they made it where the people who weren't into comics can get into it without having to go back and have to read these stories and understand. A lot of people are really pissy about how they change origins, but then the same token, some of these stories, their origins have been changed multiple times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I remember reading about Wolverine. One of his orange stories where he, he was actually a Wolverine. Yeah. I'm not saying that's stupid. <laughs> I'm not saying that's stupid. But considering, so which one do you really want them to go with? The absolute first one? Yeah. Because a lot of these stories came out in the 60s where, you know, it, there was a lot of things that they wrote from from what they could understand. And once mm-hmm. more, more knowledge came to them, they brought that into it. So, yeah. like... No, Captain Marvel. They had to reiterate her so that could be more believable from what was happening now or how people could understand science Mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. But That's weird. I didn't know that Wolverine went to Michigan. You know, he had to go to the best state (laughs) in the country, you know, for at least a little bit. But they I think their tones is going to be good. I think it's going to be good. It's not going to come out for a while, though. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, they're they're just doing casting right now, which they're means that casting. they're probably still in the early stages of pre-production. Mm-hmm. So and they have the writers already. They have a director. Yeah. I think what they're going to do is that they're going to wait for the movies that are coming out in Phase Four to come to fruition and see how they're going to intertwine this because eventually you're going to have to get them to come to present day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I can wait. That, that's something that I actually, I think w- w- could maybe touch on when we get to that, yeah. the Spider-Man trailer. So, uh, number three, for those still holding out for the long development X-Men spinoff movie Gambit, it appears that there's some bad news. Disney announced their updated film schedule for the next several years, and the previously announced Gambit movie that was set for a 2020 release date was nowhere to be found. The film was set to star Channing Tatum as the titular hero, hero not hero, and was in development at uh, 20th Century Fox before the company was acquired by Disney in March of this year. So, um, not only was was the Gambit movie noticeably absent, but there were three other in development X Men movies or X Men related movies from 20th Century Fox that are gone now. You told me that the one got pushed back right yeah, to the, 2021. The New Mutants were pushed back until next 
year, mm-hmm. um, April 3rd, 2020. Uh, what I think they're going to do with that, well, at first, one of the things they thought they were going to do is since Disney has a lot of stake in Hulu, they basically own Hulu in a way also. Yeah. Um, either they're going to put them, put that movie on Hulu yeah, or put it on Disney Plus, but because they were really trying to go with a close to R, R rating with it, yeah. it may go on Hulu, but since it got pushed back, we'll, we'll see what's going to happen with that. Very funny about the Gambit situation with Channing Tatum because they brought him out on stage mm-hmm. saying this is Gambit. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know what happened with that. I don't know. I don't know if it was backlash because a lot of people don't like Channing Tatum. They, yeah, which doesn't sucks. make sense to me. Uh, I mean, he's I, not. I like him way more in his comedic roles than I do in like his uh, like dramatic. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, he he's hysterical in the Twenty One movies right or the jump street movies whatever yeah. you want to call them and um have you seen uh what's the name of that movie steven soderbergh movie oh uh, magic mike oh well yeah he's he's really fucking funny in that i think um but the the one with um adam driver and daniel craig oh the uh, one where they were Logan brothers Lucky. i yeah. heard that was awesome it's I- great it's great and he's he's hysterical in it or i i think he is um, but, uh, yeah, I, he looks like Gambit. He looks like Gambit. One thing that makes me angry about this is that talking about the X-Men animating series back then, if you talk to most people who watched that show, mm-hmm. your two favorite characters were Wolverine and Gambit. Yep. Yeah. Gambit was my shit, man. I loved Gambit. Gambit was the man. And when they did Wolverine and mm-hmm. they brought it, brought him in. I thought that guy wasn't bad. Who was that? Taylor Kinch? Uh, yeah. What a, Taylor? Something like that. Kitchener, or Kitch, or something. I, I don't think he did bad. It's just they had he had such a limited role, mm-hmm. and how awesome Gambit is. I just thought that you know they could have done more with him, or at mm-hmm. least you could have brought him out to at least star their franchise. And I guess because those movies weren't really great in general. They didn't really want to do much with it because they're supposed to be an origin story for Magneto that they changed their mind yep. on. Um, I, I think that if they do it, it's going to have a great response. I think a lot of people are going to go watch it because of how popular he was, especially people like my age range yeah. who grew up in that with that cartoon. I mean, that was our favorite. That was our favorite. He was so cool. But... Unfortunately, it doesn't look like it's going to go for it. Yeah. There's no no hope. Simon Kinberg, was, they talked to him, uh, the guy that actually made Dark yeah. Phoenix. He's the producer on the, the newest iteration, right. right? Like from the one that's fir- coming first, out. Uh, first class. First class on. up, yeah. He said that it's hopeful that it may happen. And this was a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago. But it's almost confirmed that it's not going to happen. Yeah. So, I mean, it is what it is. It's unfortunate. Maybe they can bring them in. Maybe with Marvel. Maybe they're not doing it because Disney bought it and they were trying to do something with him there. Maybe. Yeah, that's definitely possible. You know, because there's a lot of things that they're not going to tell us about because one thing I don't like about the internet is that we can't wait. Our, <laughs> like, we can't yeah. wait. I don't want the... I, I didn't want any... Thing like with Endgame, don't tell me much. Let me yeah. see the movie, Game of Thrones. Let me see the show. Why yeah. are you telling me things that you're gonna watch anyway? Mm-hmm. Just just wait. Yeah. So I'll be fine if they do something later and they just hey, guess what we have? Gambit. Cool. Let it come out. Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree. 
right. Uh, so number four. Two of the year's biggest potential blockbusters, not named Avengers, received trailers this week, and they did not disappoint. The first, a new trailer for Spider-Man Far From Home, showcased more plot details and left an impression based on the fallout from the endgame. The second, the first teaser trailer for It Chapter 2, showcased the adult cast for the first time and presumably a new or updated origin story for the titular villain of Pennywise. Spider-Man Far From Home is set to release on July 2nd, and It Chapter 2 will release on September 6th. So once again, kind of piggybacking on what I just said, stop giving me fucking details. Yeah, well, I think... I feel you. I... With the Spider-Man trailer specifically, um, because it did kind of show off... uh, what, what something that I was going to bring up because of the uh, the Eternals thing <clears throat> that you were talking about. Presumably, the MCU is a multiverse based on what we've seen in that trailer because um, Mysterio says that six one six. Yeah, he, right. Yeah, he, he brought says, that out exactly. And okay, so I'm okay in a way. I think the issue I have is that Endgame just came out, and you know Spider-Man Homecoming is about to come out in three months. Yeah. You can wait. And all a lot of... The thing about Kevin Feige, Feige, Fug, whatever his name is. Yeah. He's a big fan of comics. Yeah. And yeah. once... And we kind of touched on this last week. Once Iron Man had done so well, he knew, all right... This is going to be big. So yeah. what I kind of want to do, I probably can do. The Hulk came out. Didn't do great. Still did $100 yeah. million. Then you had Captain America. Didn't do awesome, but it did pretty well. Yeah. But it kept that story going. It kept his focus on what he really wanted to do. Yeah. So for me, at this point, once you once he realized that I brought Thanos out with the, with the gauntlet too early in the Avengers. Yeah, yeah. I had to change his face. I had to change kind of a couple things. I had a gauntlet, and was it Dark World? Uh, something like that, One yeah. of the Thor movies. Yeah. Because Hela had to come out in Ragnarok and said, this is a fake. Yeah. So right now, I think that he's trying to... All the loose ends that he had in other movies, I think they are... They're going to fix... Because he knows that we're going to have questions. I mean, we talked about this last week about the things that we weren't really sure about as far as Captain America, about Mm -hmm. multiple timelines. I think he's going to get this right and just wants wants us to be patient just because, he, like he said, this is going to be the last movie of the phase. Yeah. So whatever loose ends that we had questions about should be tied up now. Mm -hmm. Just wait. Yeah. Just wait. But... Uh, there's a couple of things I don't know if you noticed in the trailer that was changed, that were changed. Remember when Nick Fury had gone into the room and shot Ned and said, Spider-Man, you're you know, a hard man to get in touch with. Yeah. He, that was changed from the initial one. The yeah. initial one, mm-hmm. you know, so there's a couple of things. I don't know if they, I, I think that they mislead us just because we're so impatient. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. but I think that little by little, don't, that's one thing about the, about Endgame that I can definitely appreciate. You you knew certain things were going to happen, but you didn't know what or how. Mm-hmm. And they kept us guessing. Even though the things that happened happened, we were happy with it just because of the way it was done. Let Spider-Man Homecoming, I mean, uh, Far From Home come out. Then let us have our issues because we know for a fact we're not getting another movie until February Yeah, something year. like that, which is... Uh, you didn't say. 
Oh, it doesn't say? Uh, most likely. Black Panther 2? See, I don't... He, Ryan Coogler hasn't started yet. He mm-hmm. hasn't started yet. My assumption is that it's probably going to be Scarlet Wit. Uh, I keep getting them mixed up. Black Widow. Black Widow. Okay, yeah. I think that's going to be the next one. And then I think what they're going to do also is that once Disney Plus comes out mm-hmm. and they have the Falcon and the Winter Soldier show, WandaVision, Loki, the Loki. Yeah. A lot of things that we have questions about, just like they do with Agents and S.H.I.E.L.D., that's going to be the in-between until the next movies come out. Yeah. Especially yeah. since it's their own thing. Even though ABC is owned by Disney, they, were, they tried to keep the two separate, but still together in a way. Yeah, yeah. As far as it goes, I... Oh. Uh, that I, trailer, man. Dude. So, so this is the thing that I thought. The girl that played... Beverly? Beverly. Yeah. To me, the person that would have been great to be her adult counterpart would have been Amy Adams. I feel okay. like they look just alike. She wanted Jessica, Jessica Chastain, though. Yeah. And I yeah. think most of the kids kind of got what they wanted as yeah. well as they, who they had. I still think that she's a great choice. Um, Bill Hader's a great choice. McAvoy. I think they all the good. And uh, old Sp- Spice guy, Isaiah Mustafa. Oh, yeah, That's yeah. That's what's up. But in general... That kind of creeped me out. That trailer, yeah, for sure. When you talk to a lot of kids nowadays, they aren't afraid of Pennywise like my generation was when the 1991 yeah, series came Curry, out. Yeah, with Tim Curry, that shit fucked me up for real. I don't like clowns because of that. I don't like clowns because of that. And I'm a little bit older than you. See, I remember hearing and like reading and seeing things about John May Gacy. Yeah, yeah. So that really fucked me up on Clowns and Get Go. And then this comes out. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 10, 11. Like, no, I'm done. This is creepy. And I just want to be creeped out. I can't wait for the movie to come out. I was very impressed with the first one. I, I, this is one of those things where if they come out with another trailer, it'll be the same thought process I have about Endgame. How much are you going to give that we won't see? Yeah, I I hope that they follow the the um, the sort of model that in game set up, where in game both trailers legitimately only showed you most of the first act and didn't really show you anything else. Like they gave you a premise of this is what the story is going to be about. So just wait, and we'll show you. If if the it presumably they're going to have another one because this one didn't show almost anything. Yeah, definitely. It, you know, it we showed a couple left. shots of them as adults. It showed a, a pretty great long protracted scene with Jessica Chastain and that old fucking woman that was so creepy. She was so creepy, man. Actually, we were talking about this at work today. When she uh, when she says the, the thing about like um. She's like, you know, they they say that when you die in Derry, you, you never die. And then she does that face. It reminded me of that scene in Get Out where uh, the the little maid lady is. Um, oh, she, she she's like, oh no 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 no. That scene, dude, and that that scene's fucking creepy <laughs> as hell too. Yeah, I don't know, but I, yeah, it's I'm, I'm super fucking stoked for both these movies. Now, kind of off subject, but on subject, I had a conversation with someone this morning about book uh, speak English adaptations my thing is this if you're going to take an idea from the book change the name of the movie change everything because it's not the book 
Yeah. I had a, so when Red Dragon came out, mm-hmm. I talked to a buddy of mine. He said, you know, that's why it says it's based on and not actually that. And I said, yeah. we'll just make it a different one. You know, you could you could still put it in the credits like this based on this. Yeah, yeah. Um, like there's a lot of movies that are based on books. And unless you read in the credits, you won't know. Yeah, yeah. And so you would think it's an independent idea. And it still could be an independent idea helped from the book, from a certain book or so. Or if you took multiple books and did whatever. But there's a lot of things in the It book that you can't put in the movie. Like, you can, but it's like Stephen it's, King it's is in awesome. Poor taste. But he's also kind of, like, you're kind of weird at times, too. Yeah. Like, the orgy part, part in the it, first one. Yeah, like, yeah. They had the orgy at the end. You can't. Yeah, that's, and, and they're children. That's well, weird. Yeah. Why? Why would you do that? Um, but I still can't wait. I still yeah. can't wait. The guy that directed it, I can't think of his name, but he. Uh, Andy Muschietti. He had done Mama. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that that's what he was yeah, from. Okay, done Mama. cool. And so, and that wasn't too bad for, especially I think that was his first uh, horror movie. Yeah. So it wasn't too bad. Yeah, and that was what Guillermo del Toro produced, produced that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so number five, uh, longtime Fast and Furious producer is reportedly out of the franchise. According to an article in The Hollywood Reporter, longtime producer of the series Neil Moritz has been booted from this new spinoff, Hobbs and Shaw, and will not be a producer on the series going forward. Universal has apparently cut ties with Moritz, who is seemingly notorious for his negotiation style, and now finds himself in a legal dispute over the matter. How this plays out could potentially affect the franchise in a very serious way. So, I don't know much about this fella at all. Um, other than the fact that he, uh, at least according to that article, was very, very contentious in the way that he negotiated his contracts and stuff like that. Um, but, apparently, he's been with the series since day one, right? Yeah, from and the beginning. since, I mean... The series is fucking huge. It's total is grossed over what six billion? 1 billion. Yeah, 5. something 1 like that. Billion. The thing about him is that they said that they have always had an issue with him. Yeah, always. He has a pay and play deal where he's going to get paid regardless, but he wants an extra two million dollars from Universal. He wants the first day box office receipts also, and they just don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, they said that he's kind of a douchebag. Like you said, I don't know much, much about it, but that's what I do know. Vin Diesel just wants this just to go away so yeah. it can continue. Um, yeah. Hobbs and Shaw, if you had to guess how much you think they will gross this year. Hmm. It's just got the rock domestic, in it. Just so. domestic. But don't forget, the rock was also in Skyscraper. <laughs> so. Fair enough. Uh... <laughs> Since it's tied to Fast and Furious, it's got Jason Statham and The Rock. I'd say domestic total box office gross somewhere in the high two hundred million. I was thinking like two seventy five. That's, yeah. that's what I was thinking. I don't think that's going to be a bomb by any means. I just don't think that it's going to do Fast and Furious money. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny thing about Fast and Furious, if you look at the beginnings of the franchise, it didn't make, like, it did okay. Yeah, yeah. And then the second, the third and fourth one did not well at all. Yeah, yeah. And then when... Five came out. That's when it... And I think what really helped them a lot was Paul Walker dying, unfortunately. 
Yeah. Well, same thing with Heath Ledger. A lot of people said that they don't think that the Dark Knight had done that that much. It had done a lot, but not that that much because yeah. they had already known that he may have had a great performance. Then he died and just put more of the mystique on it. Yeah. So I think it's going to be, I think it's going to do well. But in general, I'm not a big Fast and Furious fan. I'm are not you into crazy? cars like that. Like, nah, dude, I don't like cars either, but those movies are fun. They're I, like Mission Impossible to me. Like, they're just... <clears throat> they're not smart action movies. Like, like I don't know how to want to phrase this. Like, they're not something that you have to be intellectually, like, stimulated to watch. But they have enough of a plot to keep me entertained. And it's just big action set piece after big action set piece. I I love those movies. It, for for action movies, it's, it's good. Yeah. Like I said before, though, I, I really like plot more than action. Oh, yeah, for sure. Don't get me wrong. I like action. Like Mission Impossible. I think Mission Impossible got better and better after oh, three. Dude, uh, From three. After two. Three's still my favorite, but like... That's the one with but, Philip uh, Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. Like, yeah, that one, it, that, that one, that one was, was fucking great. But, but yeah, in terms of like overall quality, they've only gone up. I still haven't seen uh, what's the newest one called? Not Ghost Protocol. Uh, what's the name of the new one? Anyway, that one. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen that one yet either, but they said that one was... Fallout. Fallout. That's what it's called. They said Fallout was what's up. Yeah. And that made a lot of money. A worldwide. lot of fucking money. So, um, number six. six. A new <gasps> series is uh, coming based around the events of, college, of the college admission scandal. Man, I can't talk today either. I'm coughing, man. Uh, so, Annapurna Television and uh, DV DeVincentis, I hope I said that right, are reportedly working on a television show about the recent celebrity college admission scandal. At the moment, details are vague, but it appears that DeVincentis will be working on a script based on the forthcoming book named Accepted by two Wall Street journalists. So, this was huge news, what, a month ago? When or was, was it a couple of months like, ago? Well, it's May now, so I guess this was in this was in February when I oh, okay, yeah. yeah. And it was Lori Loughlin and Felicity Huffman, and yeah, and they Hoffman. Well, well, so I'm still vague on the on the whole details, but basically Huffman. they were paying colleges to accept their children, right? Like Yale and Stanford and shit like that, right? So, so apparently Felicity Huffman uh, paid at least fifteen thousand dollars to get. Someone to change her daughter's ACT scores. Oh, um, as far shit. as Lori Lofman and um, Massimo Gallinelli, that's her husband, they paid approximately $500,000 in bribes. Um, Jesus Christ. Now, this is the thing Felicity pleaded guilty. Yeah. However, Laughlin and her husband pleaded not guilty. So that's going to go, that's going to be a little bit more of an issue. Yeah. Um, now, just let some insight on uh, some of the people here. DV DeVincentes uh, did The People versus OJ. One Which was for that. great. Yeah. That show that was really great. fucking great. That was great. Now, the two writers from the Wall Street Journal is Melissa Korn and Jennifer Levitz. Hopefully, I'm not killing these names. So, you know, the thing about this is that. Ever since internet culture, mm-hmm. once something happens, we want it now. Yeah, know? that it, yeah. <laughs> and so most likely this is going to be on FX just because um, the Vicentes is doing it most yeah. likely. And FX tends to do very good shows and yeah. miniseries. So I expect it to be you know pretty good. A little bit drawn out maybe, but still I think it's going to be pretty good. But 
it's kind of interesting how it kind of like we still know about it, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not a big issue anymore. And I would think that it should be a big issue just because for a regular person, if that were to happen, I mean, you'll put us in jail. Oh, yeah, for, for sure. This is, yeah. this is jail time. They, they're not going to get like any time. They're celebrities. They can pay their fucking way out of it. You know what I mean? But now the next thing is, do I want to see it? I can kill us. I'm not going uh, yeah, to. Yeah, I could care less. I can kill Man. less. <laughs> Something that uh, that you were bringing up about like internet culture that really bugs me is I don't like the like um, specifically with regards to like uh, like entertainment the immediate um, grasping like hear me out on this I think that doing stuff based on like existing stories is is fine. And and using existing franchises is fine. But you're missing out on really creative stuff by focusing on that. This shouldn't... To me, this shouldn't be a thing. This is a new story. This is not a television show. Right. Like, give me something... Like, if, if he and, and Annapurna really want to do some good, give us a new original show that's, you know, good... I don't, I don't like because I don't care about this. I, don't I care mean, about this. I, I cared when the news broke, and I was like, "Oh, that's really kind of fucked up." Yeah. That, you know, they're bribing to have their kids put in like really good colleges when I have you know almost fifty thousand dollars in student loan debt. You know what right. I mean? Like that—that's bullshit. Yeah. Um. But it doesn't matter to me in the long run. Right. I don't. I don't really care about this fucking story. Like, give me something that I will care about. Right. Like. I don't know, like the next show. Well, like, you know what I mean? Well, you know, so talking about uh, the Vincentes, so when you talk about people versus OJ, okay, so yes, there were things that were done about OJ. What's the guy from um, Israel, Israel Gudetes, the dude from ESPN that won an Oscar for? That was excellent. That one he did about OJ was. Oh, uh, Made in America? Yeah. Absolutely excellent. That's an incredible absolutely documentary. Excellent. But. This happened in ninety three, ninety four. Yeah. So you had time, and then how he went in depth about the story. Even with this, for people who know but don't know, you had enough time to go through, get enough information mm-hmm. to do the story. Yeah, because it, it was it was ninety four, right? Ninety four. Yeah. So that when the show came out was what two or three years ago, something like the that. The OJ show. Yeah. Last year. Was it? Yeah, for it was really? last year. Damn. Okay, so... Oh, maybe two years ago, because I know Versace, which was another good one, because Andrew Cunanan, Cunanan. Yeah. So, the good thing about that show is that you're not really polarizing the killer. What you're doing is trying to understand how did this get to this point with this person? Mm-hmm. Because you kind of know about Versace. And I'm glad that they didn't really go into much depth about him. It was more about the guy that killed him because yeah. nobody knows. And you wonder, like, how how did this happen? And what what he had done during that time. And because I think it was about three or four months before from the time he killed them until he killed himself. So that's an interesting story. And even though... I hate to say I don't care. It's not like I don't care, but it wasn't anything that, like, it didn't 
affect me at all. Yeah. But just to, just to see this situation because a very interesting story. The day he got killed, I was on a cruise and I bought his cologne, uh, blue jeans. Found out right after I bought it, he got killed. Because I think him and Diana got killed on the same day. Princess Diana, I yeah. think. Well, yeah, no, think so. Diana and Mother Teresa died on the same day. But That's I think it was around the same time. And I just thought it was kind of weird. Like, oh, man, this guy got killed. But it was just interesting. This story about the college scandal, like you said, is so new. I don't, like, and plus, who cares? I mean, I, I, not who cares, because a lot of people care because it's wrong. But don't glorify these idiots for doing that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because this is not, like, this is this is a slap in the face for all these college students who can't get into Stanford. Yeah. Can't get into, you know, Harvard or whatever the case may have been. USC, because that's where Lawson's daughter had gone. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and she said, I didn't even want to go to college. Shit like that really infuriates me, because the people who do want to go to college, they can't even get in places like that. Yeah, yeah. So. Especially, like, uh, underprivileged kids and shit like that or like, even even if you're not over, say you're middle class and you know you just you just couldn't get in yeah because she took your spot because they yeah. cheated yeah so. that's shitty um number seven uh fx has officially renewed the comedy series what we do in the shadows for a second season based on the 2014 film from taika watiti what we do in the shadows follows the misadventures of three vampire friends who have lived together for over 100 years this news comes only halfway through the show's initial 10-episode run, meaning good things for fans of the show. So, have you... No, I have not. Like, I already know about the movie. I already yeah. plan to watch the movie. I forgot the show was even on. Yes. But the pre- the trailers for the show, is, they're so funny. They're so funny. They're so funny. And that's what intrigued me about it. Mm-hmm. And plus, I like Tiki Rotti anyway. I, I think he's the man. Yeah. Um, Dude, Thor Ragnarok is one of my favorite fucking MCU movies. And what we do in the shadows, I don't know if you've seen it, man. Like I the movie. To, I haven't seen okay. the movie. That movie is fucking hysterical. Like, from <laughs> beginning to end, I, I was in tears laughing. Like, it's so, so funny. Yeah, I'm glad that this, uh, even though I have not seen it, I'm glad that they are going to renewed because it seems like a funny show. Uh, I definitely now have an opportunity to watch a couple seasons of it, so mm. I can't wait. I can't yeah. wait. All right. Uh, number eight, in other FX news, the network has dropped a trailer for the final season of Legion. Notable elements of the trailer seem to indicate occult, cerebro, and time travel. What these elements ultimately come to is anyone's guess. For those unfamiliar with the show, Legion is the brainchild of Fargo showrunner Noah Hawley and is based on the Marvel supervillain comics Legion. So, so I know you said that you have not finished the first season. Yeah, I think I think we got pretty far into the first season, but um, I don't think we finished it. And I know season two was fucking huge, uh, but um, or as huge as it can be for like an FX title or whatever. Uh, but this trailer looks really fucking cool. So two things: the, the season finale of season one was absolutely awesome. The chick that plays she was the chick from Parks and Rec. I have to look her name up. She is, oh my god, she plays a character. It's a very convoluted. Oh, uh, I um, I know, I know who you're talking about now. Um, uh, she she plays Chris Pratt's wife in Parks and Rec, right? Sure. I don't watch Parks and Rec that much. Oh, okay. However, I, I, what I've seen is funny. Let uh, me just she, throw it out there. She's in. She's also in Scott Pilgrim, right? Arby, uh, Arby Arby Plaza. Plaza. Yeah, that's her name. Damn. She <laughs> she plays a character that 
is like a god, but is actually a, a woman in in Legion's mind. Yeah. Um, she, great. She did great. Season two was the Legion is so good. Of all the Marvel shows and anything related to Marvel, as far as Agents of Shield, Cloak and Dagger, you have The Gifted. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think what else is a, was a, a Marvel show. This by far is the best Marvel show they have. Yeah, this is the best Marvel show I've ever seen. Noah Hawley is awesome. Fargo yeah. is an Fargo's awesome incredible. show. Like, see, I haven't seen season three yet, but season one and two are like top tier. Like, some of the best television ever. Like, period. Like, a lot of people really sleep on season two. Yeah, season Se- two is great. Season two is great. Uh, we've got through five episodes of season three. Oh yeah, and Hugh McGregor is, is really good. Hugh McGregor is one of those actors I feel can overact, mm-hmm. um, and I think how he acts in this—if I feel like he overacts, it does well for this. He plays he plays twins. But anyway, okay. I can't wait for Legion to come out. Yeah, um, it comes out June twenty fourth. They said Professor X is supposed to be in that because you know Professor X is, is actually it? Legion's dad. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the comics, and they alluded to this in season one. They actually they alluded to it in season one and season two. A little bit more in season two than in season one. I, I can't wait for this show, man. You need to finish the show. Okay. It, yeah. it, it is. It's a mind trip, definitely. Oh yeah. One of the things that like I found not necessarily hard to watch, but it's so he's a schizophrenic, right? Mm-hmm. Who has like uh, psych- many different. Yeah, yeah. Many different personalities, and um, he has the the telekinetic powers, or uh, te- is it telekinetic? I don't fucking telekinesis, cousin, yeah. acting, whatever. But that, he yes. he has those powers, and um, because of the personalities and the schizophrenia, he can't control them, right? The show. So it, the, it's it's basically shot like a like schizophrenia, right. like it, it's like cuts from like just weird time, weirdly timed cuts, and like fucking freak out sequences and shit like that, and it kind of. Kind of turned me off a little bit to it because I it's not that. it's not normal storytelling structure. Which is don't get me wrong, it's not a bad thing, but it just for me when I was watching, it, I was like, "This is crazy shit." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and um, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to follow, but it's one of those shows that after you finish the series, well, after you finish the season, you a lot of things kind of connect. Okay, man, this show is fucking awesome. I, I can't wait for season three. The thing about the comic, though, they kind of, I won't say they deviated, but once again, for us to understand, if you're not a comic fan and you're trying to talk about somebody who has powers that has to do with schizophrenia, um, I think this was a great way to do that. Yeah. And I can't wait for this show to come out. Yeah, it looks really great. Um, so, number nine. <laughs> Apparently, prostitution isn't the oldest profession in the realm of Westeros, and it is, in fact, barista. Many an attentive fan noticed during Sunday's episode a misplaced Starbucks coffee cup in one of the prominent scenes near the beginning of the episode. The internet blew up with memes and questions from uh, from show watchers, and this is a noticeable flub for the highly acclaimed series in a season that many fans seem to be unhappy with. So, this is the truth of the matter. Amelia Clark had ordered a herbal tea and Starbucks kind of went up her ends because they felt like she should got a dragon drink, which is like a combination of a 
sweet mango and uh, dragon fruit flavors. Yeah, that dragonberry uh, refresher. Is that what you're talking about? Well, they, they said it was a dragon drink. Maybe, oh, maybe okay. that. Dude, that shit's delicious. However, it wasn't even Starbucks. It wasn't even Starbucks? No. Oh, It was that's some funny. generic craft service. Uh, However, also, Starbucks made approximately $2.3 billion because of this after that. That's <laughs> fucking ridiculous. It was in your fucking cup. Yeah. They removed it from the show on Tuesday on HBO. But, of course, if you could watch it online, you, you can still see it. Yeah. So... To me personally, this is like the biggest non-story. Like it, it, it's the biggest non-story. Not to cut you off, but the thing that that bothers me is that you spent fifteen million dollars mm. in two years to get this show out, yeah. these six episodes. And even though this is a minor thing, it's not a minor thing. You have a coffee cup mm-hmm. in a place that's not even like medieval, somewhere here, but not here. Yeah. You, and the creators were in that episode. Oh, I didn't notice. That. Yeah, they they were they were like these hobo looking guys in 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 there. They were in yeah, the episode. Yeah. So you you missed that. You missed that. And like you said, it's a non story. It just shows you everybody makes mistakes, no matter how much money you yeah. put into something. The, uh, I think the, the reason that I think that this is blown up with with the fans in particular is because of the fact that. Like you said, they spent $15 million and two years to do this, and there have been noticeable things that people are just, like, not happy with. And I think, honestly, this even started back in, like, season seven where you had, like, you know, the first five or six seasons, it took people time to get across the world. In season seven, they're just, like, um, I'm at the Iron Islands. Never mind. I'm actually at Winterfell now. Like, and that that would take place between scenes. And to me, that was not really as big of a like complaint as as some people made it out to be. But like, there's that. And now there are people who are leaving cups in scenes. And I don't know. Like, to personally, I didn't even notice the cup. I didn't notice I, it. I, I didn't notice it at all. I saw it on Facebook but, the next day. Yeah. So t- I mean. Like I said, it's a non-story, but it's noticeable considering that, like, the show is getting flack from its longtime fans, especially this season. So, I am a big I'm a big Game of Thrones fan, as you are. Yeah. Um, I like the gray area. I don't know if you watch her on on YouTube, but I I can't tell you particulars. But in general, I know the general list yeah, of things. Yeah. And we did not get into anything about Game of Thrones just because of that. We like it. My thing about the show, and this is my my own personal opinion, mm-hmm. once they stopped deviating from, I mean, once they stopped taking from the books, mm-hmm. you can tell that it started to go off track a little bit. Now, yeah, yeah, and and for sure, get, definitely, because that that was I think season six was when they kind of stopped. Yeah, they still had. I, if if I remember correctly, season six they still had a little bit of material to go on from the books, but it was like. Nothing. It was almost nothing. That's where it really started to deviate. Yeah, because most of the stuff we see now, like even with, once again, spoiler alert, with the with John being a Targaryen, one of the things that um, George Mar- um, George Martin has said yeah. to uh, Benenoff and Weiss is that if you could figure out who his lineage is, then I'm cool with you making the show, and they figured it out. 
nobody he didn't he doesn't even put that really in the book yet yeah so most of the stuff that we see are things that that because he even said that you no know, he talked to them in his house in new mexico and they kind of still gone off with their own ideas and they yeah. just kind of took some of the things that he said and you know use some of that but most of this is their ideas and yeah. i'm not saying they're bad it's just this is when you take away from the books, because think about it, it took so long to write these books. Mm-hmm. These books are so in-depth. So now you have to think of, of ways to keep us motivated. And I think I think that's one reason why they wanted to end the series now and have six episodes, because I think they ran out of ideas. And to yeah. be honest with you, other than doing prequels, once this ends, where really are you going to go? I mean, you only could go so much anyway, because White Walkers had to come eventually. Yeah. One issue I had about the last season is that when they were in the north and they were surrounded by the walkers and they had old boy go tell them they need to help. How that I felt like that was one of those things you were talking about. Like how 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 fast did you get there? Yeah. How far was it? <laughs> we were talking about this at work the other day, like logistically speaking, how fast does that dragon have to fly to get there from uh, another point in the entire world with Danny on his back? Hold on, more than that. Oh wait, getting to back to the to, to the, the wall. wall. Yeah. How, and then them coming. You yeah. Know? Like, so, but anyway, <laughs> like, and, and those are some of the things that kind of frustrate me because I really love the show. Like, I really love the yeah. show. It's one of my favorites of all time. I was telling people that, with the exception of the wire, which I have not seen all of it. Yeah. So I'm gonna take that out. Yeah. The best show I've seen ever, like a drama at least. No matter if it's fake or not, as far as you know, if it's fantasy or not, it's still a drama. It is Breaking Bad. Okay. And I said that, but when Game of Thrones ends, Game of Thrones ends, it's going to be the best. I may have to change my mind. Yeah. And it really depends on these last two episodes because I'm out like a lot of people who are really pissy about how this season had gone. I think that you need dialogue to understand things, especially, mm-hmm. and that's how the show had gone. Even like in the beginning, the very first episode, you saw the White Walkers. You mm-hmm. don't see them again. And yeah. then you get to the intrigue. So it's a lot of things that happens, and it's just like life. Yeah, that might be your issue, but other shit happens too. Yeah. So I, I still have hope that these next two episodes will be great. But this is a non-issue about that, yeah. that cup. Like, I think it's a fuck up, but... And I now I think they're gonna go after these next two episodes to make sure nothing like that is yeah, the case. Because sure. who knows? But anyway, it, it is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> uh, number ten. Some light is finally being shed on the canceled Xbox One exclusive Scalebound. In an interview with Video Games Chronicle, Platinum Games studio head, uh, God, I'm gonna butcher this, Atsushi Inaba. Good job. I mean, I hope that's right. <laughs> Uh, spoke up about the decision to cancel the game, saying, both sides fell, or, quote, both sides failed, end quote, and that, quote, watching fans getting angry at Microsoft over the cancellation wasn't easy for us to watch, because the reality is, when a game is in development, can't get released, it's because both sides failed. I think there are areas where we could have done better, and I'm sure that there are areas that Microsoft, as a publishing partner, could have done better. Because no one wants a game to be canceled. End quote. Scalebound was initially revealed during Microsoft's E3 press conference in 2014. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So this is this is a big story because this game was supposed to. It, it was announced in 2013, and there was a, a trailer for it. Or sorry, 2014. 
there was a cinematic trailer for it. Then it skipped the E3 in 2015, I think, and then they had a big presentation at 16. And they were like, here's this giant exclusive about fucking dragons and shit. And then last year, no, it wasn't last year. Was it last year? I don't remember. I should have fucking put this down in the show notes. Uh, it was either last year or 2017. I don't remember. Microsoft just canceled it out of fucking nowhere. They were they didn't say anything about it. They just shut it down. So this was a huge story, at least from my perspective, because no one's talked about it since the cancellation. Right. So, um, I I think Microsoft has been having problems in general. One thing that they have been trying to do for years is catch lightning in the bottle. Well, yeah, catch PlayStation. Yeah, because most of the issues we see with games. Are with Microsoft. Oh yeah, for whether, sure. Whether it's a company that's dealing with them, we'll get into another one later. But that's been the, the issue. Uh, and I'll be really in this, oh, like you, like you said, he said that if you no, know, they both dro- dropped the ball on that. They didn't really get too much detail else, but I think it goes back to what we said before. I keep circling back to this. This is what the term is: instant gratification. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody wants like you're trying to get out fast enough because everybody wants the new thing. The you know what's the best game? What's what's the most fun thing I can do now? And trying to catch up, trying to keep up, is hurting some of the, some of these industries. Oh yeah, um, we'll get into another one that's bot may go bankrupt soon. Um, but you know, I I heard about the game. I heard about the constellation, and then like you said, nothing else. Yeah. So now they're bringing this out, and then just makes you think, what's really happening? Mm-hmm. Because there was no reason. Yeah, there yeah. was no Pre- reason. Presumably, there yeah. was no reason. The game looked from that that 2016 uh, E3 demo that they had. The game looked fine. I th- I was like, okay, I, I'd maybe play this. Um, but like you said, one of the things that I think that definitely hurt it was that there was a. An instant gratification sort of thing where they were like, I want it, I want it now. So they probably rushed development. Let's and, expediate this. Yeah. Or even if they, if they didn't, Microsoft was probably in the in you know in their ear saying, we need to get this out. We right. see people that want to play this game. You need to do this. So um, one thing that I do want to say about this that you kind of brought up, Microsoft has been trying to cast PlayStation. Like, the 360 outsold the PS3 for a really long time, but eventually PS3 caught back up to it. And PS4 has just trounced Xbox. Right now, if I remember correctly, the last EA earnings call, which we'll actually kind of talk about in a second, um, they were talking about their sports titles and how well they're performing. And then they said um, the total sales figures. And we know... How many um, PS4s there are in a while in the wild? You know what I mean. So we can kind of infer the numbers of how many Xbox Ones are in the wild, and it's almost three to one PS4 over Xbox One, which is fucking insane. It is, and I think that Microsoft gets a bad rap. They they don't have games like The Last of Us. They don't have games like fucking um, God of War. Or uh, what was another? Like Spider-Man from mm-hmm. last year. They don't have those big tentpole titles from really, really good developers. Sure. But 
I feel like they get a bad rap and it's sometimes unjustified. In this case, maybe a little bit justified, especially considering it's a Japanese studio mm-hmm. and Microsoft does not have ties to Japan at all. And that's one reason why Sony does well in general because they are from Japan. Yeah. Japan, is they buy them up. Microsoft came out and said that they were really trying to make their systems a whole entertainment console, yeah, not mm-hmm. just a gaming console. One thing that hurt them is that people who, when did the PS3 come out? 2007? That sounds about right. 2006, 2007. So when the PS3 the came out, Xbox 360 came out. When your graphics are better and your main thing is to play a game, you want to have better graphics. Mm-hmm. And so the PS3 did better. Now, granted, titles that Microsoft came out on their own, they did look good on the Xbox. But, oh, yeah. But games that were, you know, for both systems, mm-hmm. PlayStation did have a little bit of an edge. Now, I'm a, I'm a Microsoft guy. I'm a, I, no, Xbox guy. But I have to say, I miss, I mean, not miss, I, I wish... I can play games like The Last of Us and Spider-Man, which they said was awesome. Spider-Man's amazing. So, shit like that kind of irritates me that they can't get this right now. I think they're turning it around. Oh, yeah. They said this next system will be the best system that ever came out. Yeah. They're definitely... There's some special things brewing over at Microsoft, I think. So, here's another side note. Some little history. We're really as pissy about the whole situation with the PS3 and PS4, Xbox, and Xbox 360 is that Bill Gates was one of the people who helped develop Blu-ray. And for him to not even want them to put that into the Xbox 360 is mind-blowing to me because that's really what changed it Mm -hmm. was was that to me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because, um, I mean, really that – up until – DVD or HG DVD versus Blu-ray. There was really only VHS versus Betamax, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there really wasn't anything else. And that, I don't understand what the fuck they were thinking going. Like, Blu-rays, I mean, at the time, maybe, whatever. Like, Blu-ray, people didn't know. But now it's ubiquitous. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. And know. you say HD, you're like, what? Yeah. 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 So... Uh, whatever. Um, and number 11, the last one. Uh, it appears that the launch of Anthem has shifted the way EA plans to do games in the near future. Following disappointing reviews and a rather scathing article from Kotaku's Jason Schreier detailing the troubled development pl- cycle of Bioware's online action RPG, EA has shifted the way they plan to take game development. Andrew Wilson, EA CEO, on a recent <laughs> earnings call says that the publisher is looking into things such as, quote, soft launches to ease the, uh, what is that? Oh, to ease the quality assurance for bigger titles. So this is this is a pretty big deal considering that EA is, I think, three years running. They've been voted the worst company uh, by, like, consumers. Like, a consumer poll puts out that, like, EA is the worst company. Wow. And, and that's what people think. Um, I think that shit's a little bit overblown, if I'm being honest. Uh, because if you really thought it was the best company, you wouldn't fucking buy Madden every year. Sorry. You just wouldn't. Um, but yeah, this is this is really huge because the EA, or the, the mishandling of Anthem in particular, it was a huge fucking story. Like, a huge story. So here's some of the things that they had 
Server issues. There was a tombs mission that was forcing you to do like these collectible challenges to progress the main story. Uh, having um, scaling difficulty based on players' level and gear. Now they fixed both of those issues, but then you had a situation where the enemies were adjusted based on the gun they were shot with. So the best weapon was like a level one assault rifle. Players' power level was calculated by um, using equipment slots that were currently equipped. So if you took everything out of the slots and left one thing and it was maxed out, then you know you were maxed. Yeah. So those are some issues that they had. Now. We were talking about companies that may go bankrupt. Bioware has been having issues ever since the last Mass Effect didn't do well. Yeah. Because everybody, almost everyone, but most of us were really anticipating that, that game. Yeah, that entire studio got shut down. Or not not the entire studio, but, but that, that branch section, of the studio. Right. Like, yeah, I think Bioware's in trouble. Yeah, I think they're in trouble. And I think that that's one of the issues they have. And once again, it goes back to instant gratification. Let's get this game out fast. And obviously, no one really checked for glitches and bugs. And even though everything's going to have a glitch or a bug when it first comes out, this is just, especially for like an online game, this is something that is not acceptable. You're talking about worldwide playing together. Mm-hmm. Um, this is This is not acceptable. But I would rather I would rather you tell me in 2014, 2015 that I have a game, well, we have a game that's coming out, and we're trying to get the best, we were trying to make it the best possible game possible that we can, and it may take five or six years. Tell me that. Mm-hmm. Because then, by the time 2019, 2020 comes, I'll be anticipating everything that you have worked out, everything about the game that needs to be worked out, you worked out. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to worry about complaining. Versus you telling me a game's about to come out and you making me seem like it's, you know, it's going to come out in a year or two. And then when it comes out, it has issues. Tell me it's going to take a while. Yeah. I'd rather this be something epic than just some mess that I have to, especially if I spent some money on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, yeah, that would for really sure. be frustrating. Yeah. Uh, this game and Fallout 76, people were spending, you know, full $60 games on, and then they got them and they were fucking broken. Yeah. And that's, that's like, Nintendo doesn't have this problem. Nintendo gives you a $60 game and it works out of the fucking box. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Well, that's why, you know, even when we talk about PlayStation versus Xbox, no, Nintendo kills everybody. Oh, yeah. Like, in and, general. And, and if, if we're being honest, the, the amount of quality assurance testing that goes into the Nintendo games is unparalleled. Even even shit like fucking Uncharted and and The Last of Us and even, even God of War had problems that had to be fixed when the game launched. Mm-hmm. <coughs> oh, man. Excuse me. Um, Nintendo doesn't have to do that. They do not have that problem. And maybe because Nintendo has been out for so long, and yeah. maybe they already have worked out certain things. They know what the demographic is also. So they there are certain games that you probably won't see on Nintendo. But people who are Nintendo fans are fine with that because they go to Nintendo for certain things. Yep. So they're okay. But like you say, you don't see problems with that with them. Yeah. But. Huh. Anyway. Uh, so, with, with that said, how about we uh, go on to our topic of the show? Uh, and we were looking at it, and we were we saw the what was it? The Disney releasing their their upcoming scheduled movies, 
And they, since they have the Fox merger, they have both Avatar, which is a huge sci-fi series, and Star Wars. And, well, why don't, why don't you just fill me in on that? So, apparently, what they're going to do is... 2022, 2024, 2026 are going to be the Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. Now, with that being said, we talked about, I think his name is David Benemoff and D.B. Weiss, D.B. Weiss uh, the creators of Game of Thrones. They are going to make the next trilogy. Yeah. Now, Ryan Johnson, his last movie is going to be with, is going to be this, uh, The Last Jedi or the... Yeah, The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi. What's, that's the one coming out. No, that that's J.J. Abrams. Yeah, doing yeah. It. So Ryan Johnson actually his last movie was, was the Last Jedi. Yeah. Apparently he's not doing anything else. Yeah. And they had announced that he was going to do his own trilogy, right? But then, according to what I've read today, the next three should be those guys doing it. Mm. So he's 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 basically done. Um, they have not confirmed this, but there's a, a basic confirmation that the, that those three movies are going to be the trilogy from this. From those guys. Yeah. Now, what they're going to do with Avatar is they're actually going to be four more Avatars. Yeah. And they come out in... 2021, 2023, 2025, and 2027. So basically from 2021 through... 2027. Yeah. There is a big tentpole Disney fucking sci-fi film every year. And so the Star Wars movies are definitely coming out in December. You have the 16th on December 16th in uh, 2022, December 20th 2024 and December 18th 2026. As far as Avatar, most likely there will be December titles also cuz Avatar came out in December when it first launched. Mm-hmm. So I'm my thing is this. Disney is the devil. <laughs> Let's just throw that out there. Um, you basically have everything. Yeah. But in all seriousness, it's smart on their part because there's no sense of them having two of the biggest. Well, we can't say franchises because Avatar only has one movie. Yeah, yeah. But the biggest movie in history and the second or third biggest franchise in history. Yeah. Come out in the same year. Yeah. You know, my thing is that, especially with them, once again, doing Disney Plus, you have the Mandalorian coming out. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of things that they're going to use the TV platform probably to, once again, like, kind of like Marvel, that in between that, that year that you don't have a Star Wars, you're going to have some shows to complete that story or at least something to help us get through that year. Yeah. Those people, cause just because you like Avatar doesn't mean you like Star Wars. Oh, yeah. So people who like Avatar, now you have something to anticipate in between. You don't, and with such big franchises like that, you don't want to have them compete. Yeah. It's not like a situation like with Captain Marvel and Endgame where you know that this leads into that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that was just smart marketing. But this, no, give us time to digest, well, whoever cares about these movies, give them time to digest mm-hmm. that. So then they can anticipate another year before something else comes out. You have a streaming platform where you can watch some shows. They're not really sure if they're going to do any more like Han Solo, like Solo, like movies. Yeah, yeah, they had put those on a hold after Solo, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Which I—that's I, a whole other thing. I think that that was dumb because Solo's not that bad. It's really not that bad. I don't think it's it's great, but I mean, it's a fun movie. 
Yeah, it's fine. No, it's not Rogue One, but <clears throat> yeah, it's not. It's not. Rogue it's not One. Rogue One, which was awesome. But I'm my. So this is the thing. Avatar. The, the difference between Avatar and Star Wars is that Star Wars has a history that goes back forty-one years. Yep. So once every three years, the first three came out. You anticipated another one, and you had to wait fourteen years, but. You got something. Or was it fifteen years, whatever? Something like that. Yeah. So you you got that, but you anticipated because people who grew up on that and had their children watch that, and they knew it was a story arc. People, especially especially people who paid attention to George Lucas, saying that I had nine stories about this at least. Yeah. So, and a lot of people really didn't like the first one. Regardless of how you felt, you still had hope because of what you grew up on. Well, with Avatar, you have one movie. Yeah. And so. I don't see. I don't. I don't think Avatar aged as well as it seems like. Yeah, for sure. So, are you still going to be interested in? Think about it. In two more years, yeah. most likely Christmas, for this movie to come out. Yeah. So, I've been pushed out, pushed up for the last four years. So now, unless James Cameron has no has done like a Bruce or brother situation with Infinity War Endgame, where you consecutively made these movies. Are you still going to be alive? And, no, in 2027, <laughs> yeah. hell, you're, what, almost 70 at this point now. And I'm not, no, you know what I'm saying. Anybody could live, but. Yeah, yeah. Will people still care at that point? Yeah. And you bringing out four more movies. That's a lot of sequels for something that just has one movie right now. Yeah, agreed. This this is a big stretch to me. for me. I think Disney I think one reason why Disney may have done it like that is because just in case, just like we talked about last week about the line of which the uh, wardrobe. Oh, yeah, yeah. How they expected that to have multiple entries entries, and it didn't. So now you just cut it off. Maybe because you have it spread out. If it doesn't work out, you're not putting too much money year after year into into this. Mm -hmm. So. You know, to be honest with you, as much as I can care less about Avatar, I am interested to see what the next one is going to be. Yeah. Because when when they first came out saying that they would come out with a a sequel, it wasn't necessarily going to be on Pandora. Yeah, yeah. So, and it would have been interesting to see the graphics he used for something else. Um, And that would have been really interesting. That would interest me to see where where we're going to go with this. Yeah. Star Wars, you know... Um, Star Wars is like Game of Thrones with me. Other than I'm not as enthralled with it like I am with Game of Thrones, but I know the basics about it. I like to watch Star Wars. Yeah, I really want to see how this one ends. And since they're gonna go away from the Skywalker saga, mm-hmm. where are you gonna go now? Because yeah, yeah, I, that's the thing that that's the most interesting part to me. Because I'm pretty much done with the Skywalker tra- yeah, saga. Yeah, same. So, but even if it does, unless it's done well, you can. Bring that into that next trilogy, you know. Then if you, you could do that, then oh, that'd be cool. But with them having two different people, could you even see the difference between Abrams did the first, the last, the first, the Force Awakens, right? Yeah, he did uh, the Force Awakens, and how different that was from when Ryan Johnson had done Last Jedi. Like you would think that it would transition well, but people didn't really like it like that. Yeah, no. So, what do you think? Uh, I, I mean. <sighs> I kind of 
I got really excited for this newest trailer for Star Wars because it, to me, it looks like Star Wars. You know what I mean? Well, because Force Awakens was good. JJ did a good job. Yeah, of Force he did. Awakens. He really did. Um, I didn't like the Last Jedi. I don't like it. I didn't like. It. I didn't. I, look, let me rephrase that. It's like Chick Fil A. <laughs> I don't like hate it, but compared to what I was expecting from that yes. first one, mm-hmm. I was like, uh yeah, uh. yeah. Oh, I agree with that. <coughs> um, so I, I'm, I'm excited for this because, it, like I said, it looks like Star Wars. But I got to a point during the – it was around, like, the end of the first phase and the beginning of the second phase of the MCU where I just was like, I'm kind of superheroed out. All these movies feel really samey to me, and I just don't really care. And then, like, I don't care. I don't give a single shit about Avatar. I actively hate that movie. Like, it's just... It, if they and, had won the Oscar for Best Picture, I would never watch Oscars again. Yeah. I would never. 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 Um, it, it's, it's not that that movie is bad. It's that I don't understand how it made... So much so money. So much money. Like, it's just not that good, man. I'm sorry. It's not... And well, well, just like Titanic, how many chicks really got that guys to go with them multiple times to this movie? Because we're not watching a movie like that. I went to see it one time because I said, okay, what's the big deal about it? Yeah. Oh, never again. Not at least in the movie theater. Never again. Yeah. How? I how? Agree. Same thing with Avatar. Like, they're blue people. Like, right, the graphics are cool, but... Uh, yeah. Uh, go ahead. So, I, I just... I don't care about Avatar at all. So these these movies just don't speak to me on any sort of level. But I'm I'm at the point with Star Wars where I'm just kind of like, I think I'm done. So maybe maybe the rake will be good. But like you said, with with the whole like Disney thing, I don't like with the exception of the MCU because they seem to have a guy in Kevin Feige or whatever his name is Feige, Feige. Um, who understands comic books mm-hmm. and he wants to bring comic books. To the big screen. Star Wars doesn't have that. Avatar kind of has that with James Cameron, but again, I don't I don't really care about that. But like Kevin Feige, he's like, I know what I want to do. I'm gonna do it. Here you go. And I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm on board with this. But Star Wars at this point seems like super disjointed and I don't I just I'm I'm finding it hard to care. You know what I mean? Like, I think with with the new trilogy with Weiss and Benioff, it could be good. But going back to the Game of Thrones that we discussed earlier, they how don't well, have a whole lot of ideas. How well, how well can you do without having a source with yeah. you? Yeah. So, and that's yet to be seen. So, I don't know. I'll hold reservation until I see trailers for them, I guess. And like I said... Even though I could care less about Avatar, I am so intrigued to see where he's going to go with oh, this yeah. next one. Yeah. Because it could be awesome. It could be. It could yeah, be awesome. For sure. Especially since he knows, like, hell, I did $2.7 billion. I could probably do even more if I do, you know, A, B, and C. Um, as far as Star Wars, I think what hurt a lot of people with Star Wars is that when you came out with your second trilogy and you had too many mixed reviews and your expectations were so high because you were hoping for the next trilogy to end well. Mm-hmm. And you have so many, even people like we liked the force awakens, but people would tell you all they did was rehash. You oh, know, yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. No, in no, in, in terms of like 
overall plot structure, for sure. It, it mirrors a lot of what A New Hope does. But that's not necessarily a bad thing, right. I don't think. And for some people like us, we can look past that because the story was still good. It was done well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then you get to The Last Jedi, which you have people who love it. And you, and have, you people have people who, who hate fucking it. hate it. Yeah. And... You have two, and the thing about the MCU, and you know, it seems we keep going, coming back to that, is that when you had your first set of your first phase, you had to get everything set. Excuse me, and then it got to a point when you said that you kind of got superheroed out. It wasn't that I got superheroed out, but a couple of the superhero movies weren't up to par with the like. Thor one was okay. Yeah, I, it was fine. I, I really liked Kenneth Branagh, so yeah, I really yeah. was hoping it was mm-hmm. good. The Dark World, when you really look at it, it's not a bad movie. Yeah, yeah. but it's blah. Yeah, it's it's very blah, yeah. especially considering that, like, like you said, like the first Thor is, is whatever. But like that honestly makes like Dark World makes Thor one look like a fucking Shakespearean masterpiece. Yeah, you know definitely. what I mean? And like Iron Man two for me did the same exact fucking thing. Iron Man two is like nowhere near as good as one. No, not by a fucking mile. And Iron Man three really was one of those movies where you're making this cause you know, you can make money and it's not like these movies were bad. Yeah. It was just, you couldn't think of another idea, or you couldn't have done as better with the mm-hmm. budget you had yeah. in the story. Now, to me, and I've already said this, Captain America had the best trilogy of all of them. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Because even his first movie, like I said, a lot of people I think felt like me. Captain America was sort of like Superman. Mm-hmm. You're used to him. You know about him. He's that all-American kind of guy. You kind of got over that. Mm. But that first movie was really good. Yeah, that first movie was really good, and Brenda Soldier, like we said before, maybe the best one complete movie. Yeah, complete they have. movie. Yeah, for sure. And then Civil War, you had some issues with Civil War, but in general, the story was so good. Yeah, the story was so good as far as for you to get under, for you to understand where they were coming from, mm-hmm. for them to have to fight, like why they fought. It like it it was a very well done thought. Well. When you get to like most so like and then another good thing about this, they were right after each other. There was no break and you had time to fix those issues without having years to think about it. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see how this plays out. I really hope that I, I really hope that they do this well because for people who are movie fans, the last thing you want is something that has been iconic. When you think about science fiction yeah with the exception of like 2001 space odyssey when you when you think about science science fiction like this Mm -hmm. like things that may that aren't real yeah this was the pinnacle of it this started this yeah and for you to fuck this off would really be shitty yeah agreed agreed uh so that was it for topic of the show um we'll just run through these real quick um just some rapid fire topics to kind of set us off um i don't know if you saw this i don't i don't really care but murphy brown the reboot just got brought back and is already being canceled (laughs) so i don't care but i will say this because somebody who grew up i watched some Murphy, murphy browns when i was growing up yeah it's a different era yeah for sure it's a different era um, unlike Roseanne, where it transcended 
a class. Like Murphy Brown had a different class. Yeah, yeah. And it may have been funny, but unless you watched it, your perception is that oh, she's too good. Yeah. Roseanne, especially since Roseanne was on syndication, unlike Murphy Brown, where yeah. people got to watch it when it was off and mm-hmm. said, damn, this shit is kind of funny. So when it came back, and especially with it being the whole Trump thing, a lot of people would watch it for that. But with this, um, I didn't think it would have done well. Reboots to me, I don't know. I, I can't say I hate them. I'm not going to say that because there's some reboots that are done yeah, well. Yeah, for sure. But this wasn't one of them I was really interested in in the yeah. first place. Me so. Uh I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Kenan Thompson uh, from Saturday Night Live, he had a comedy that was ordered to series. Um, I think that's really cool. I like him. I think he's I think he's really funny and maybe one of the highlights of the current SNL cast. So I think that I, I like him. I, I've, I, I wasn't an, I'm a little bit older than you, so... I didn't, even though I was a teenager when all that and stuff came out, mm-hmm. I didn't watch Nickelodeon like that. No, oh, okay. Like, yeah. I, I watched Nickelodeon in the 80s when you had Danger Mouse and You Can't Do This on Television. By the time I got to my, like, 12, 13, I really stopped watching kids stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I recognized them. Like, Gerberger, I never want to see that ever again in my I life. Do, I, I, that movie's funny as never hell, in my man. Life. <laughs> never in my life. It's like, do you want to get shot or watch Gerberger? Oh, I think my, my life might be has to end right now, <laughs> but I think as far as SNL goes, he really has improved over the years. I glad I'm glad mm. they kept him on. I don't know if it's from the action or not, but you know they kept him on, <laughs> and he's improved. Like, didn't yeah. he get nominated for an Emmy for his performance? I think so. Yeah. Um, I think that he, I, I'm really proud of him, and so I hope this does well for him. And this is not a race thing, but when you when you look at a lot of the black comedians get their shows, especially after Martin, I'm talking about recently. Yeah, yeah. They don't do well. Yeah, they, no. they have not done well. So hopefully this is different. Hopefully he can do well. Yeah. So agreed. As you know, do you know if it's it's a sketch or is it going to be like a sitcom? That I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I just saw that it was ordered to a series. So cool. Good for them or him. Uh, another quick hit, EA Access is coming to PS4. This is pretty big news um, for <clears throat> gaming people because uh, EA Access up to this point has been like an Xbox One exclusive. Exclusive. So Now, people who have Origin Access, you know, you can get some perks with that. Yeah. But in general, it's been an Xbox One exclusive. Now, this is a really good thing about it. It's either $5 a month. Or thirty dollars a year. year. Yeah, that's what you I can't do. Beat that thirty dollars a year, and then basically they gave you access. Like that's how I got uh, Madden twenty nine. I'm playing Madden twenty nine right now for free. Well, I mean not for free. I paid thirty bucks for the year for it. But yeah, but yeah. you get it before we did. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's what's up. And then uh, last thing I had this one it was just I kind of threw in there because it's a it's a big deal, but I don't really care. Uh, Ubisoft announced their next recon. Uh, Game. I don't remember the name of it. I didn't put it in the show notes, but the name of it is Breakpoint. Breakpoint. Yeah. And it's about um, some players that explore an island compound in the South Pacific, owned by a rich tech CEO who made his money through making uh, autonomous drones and AI. Uh, one of the main enemies in the game is going to be a rough group of uh, former U.S. soldiers. Ooh. Now, what uh, Ubisoft said is that they did not want to make this like a political. Thing. Yeah, you, the, kind of the way they did with, uh, what was it called? Wildlands? Wildlands, yeah. yeah. So, good for them, because they got a lot of flack for that, and I think that 
I think it was kind of stupid because it took place in Colombia, I think. I think so. Yeah, and it was about the Colombian cartels. Like, that's not really political, man. That's like a known thing, but <laughs> whatever. Um, this seems like a really cool game. I mean, Ghost look, Recon has always dope. been awesome. Yeah, Ghost Recons have been... God, they've been around for forever. I've been playing Ghost Recon at least since 2001. Yeah. At least. Yeah. And they the, each iteration seems to offer something new, so that's that's cool. Um... I didn't have anything else for rapid fire. Did did you have anything that you looked up that? Um, offhand, no. You know, we kind of gone through most of the things that you know has happened. Um, we talked about the new mutants being moved. That that was basically done today. Yeah. Uh, you know, the it trailer came out, so we yeah. talked about that. So. Uh, don't forget today is new release. Oh day. yeah, yeah, so new release and stuff. for yeah albums and DVDs moved to Friday too, right? Or they moved to Tuesday. I think they're still at Tuesday. Okay, yeah. so so maybe just music, but still. Oh, well, and I guess new releases in in movie theaters, but oh yeah, whatever. So talking about that, we kind of talked about that earlier. But Pikachu, Detective Pikachu, Detective Pikachu comes out. It came out last night officially. Um, I, I really want to see that. I do too. Ryan Reynolds is awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah, man. I finally watched Deadpool. Uh, what do you mean? Uh, two, Deadpool two. Sorry, uh, <laughs> like a couple weeks back, and I was, I was like, yeah, this is good. I like this. That's one of the. That's one of the sequels that you can say is on par with the original. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, I, I couldn't decide between the yeah, two. Yeah, I, I can't decide both. between the two, and I like them both. Yeah. I will tell you this: If Dizzy does not plan on doing anything else with this, they're dumb. Oh, I agree. Because that is the most profitable, profitable X Men related care, property. Yeah, in, period. In, yeah. So, so um, I guess we'll get to the last segment, uh, pick of the week, where we break or we pick one, I guess, entertainment related thing to recommend. Um, and I'll go first if, yeah, if go that's cool. Um, it's forever old at this point. Well, not forever old, but um, definitely check out the uh, Netflix Castlevania series. It's anime, so whatever. If you don't like anime, fuck it. But it's really fucking really well done. And to, it, like uh, we were talking about this the other day, um, I was reading up on <clears throat> on like the story and the and the plotting and of it and stuff like that. And uh, the producer wants to take it further than um than just the the game that it's based on right now which is castlevania 3 mm-hmm. uh, and they he wants to take it all the way up through like uh symphony symphony of the night okay so like i'm i'm super stoked the animation's gorgeous i think it's a really well told story and the voice acting is great so so since we are on may 10th um what i have is something that is coming out on june 5th I'm giving you a chance to catch up before the new season of The Handmaid's Tale comes out. Mm. So, as far as, like, we go back to Game of Thrones. I feel like Game of Thrones is the best show. However, the last season that we had two years ago, when that came out, the best show that year was The Handmaid's Tale Season 1. Last season was awesome. Like, this is one of those shows that... I had seen the movie in 91 when it came out. It had Natasha uh, Richardson in it. That was uh, Liam Neeson's ex-wife well, yeah. wife that died. Uh, 
also had uh, Faye Dunaway. The movie, everything that happened in the book that came out in 86 by, I think it was Margaret Atwell, I felt like the movie rushed. Yeah. This, regardless if you think this is going to happen or not, this is a very well-told tale of something that is absolutely scary. Uh, a Tertullian government, Tertullian, speak English, government, basically, it has taken over. And as you progress through the season, you see how it happened. Mm-hmm. You see how people dealt with it. And then you see the ramifications of it. This is an excellent show. I cannot wait for June 5th to come to watch season three. So you have almost a month to catch up on about, give or take, 20 episodes? About 20 episodes, yeah. yeah. And it's on Hulu. Uh, watch the show. I'm telling you, this has been, this has been like the best show of the last couple of years. Definitely. Definitely. Cool. Cool. Um, well, I guess that's going to be it for us this week. Uh, I don't, I don't think we have anything else. So, uh, is there anything that you want to plug before, before we get out of here? You go first. Tell me, okay. we talked about some stuff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can catch me at, um, well, <clears throat> you can catch me at the underscore bebop man on Twitter. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's my tag everywhere, but, um, you can catch me there. You can also check me out uh, on YouTube at the uh, Culture Bop channel. Uh, I do video essays over there, and it's also where we post this podcast as a... Uh, it's not really a video, but we'll get there. Um, you can check out that channel on Twitter also at Culture underscore Bop. Um, I got a video in works coming out about how... Oh, shit. I need to tell you this, man. I I don't like metal. I don't like metal at all. Like it, it's it's one of the genres of of music that I just I do not like. Um, I'm not. I I don't know where you fall on on. Not on a big that, fan. But not a big fan. Uh, there's this band. Me and Kayla went and saw them on Monday. Um, who I, I have fallen like straight up in love with called Zeal and Ardor. Okay. And super fucking good music, man. Like, it, I don't like metal like that. I, I don't. But, like, I love this shit. And uh, it's really cool because, like, the lyrics, like, he took the concept of, like, it's a long story with 4chan and, and the use of the N-word, which is, you know, whatever. <laughs> but he, the, the guy took this concept of uh, basically, like, what if slaves <clears throat> back during, like, the Civil War and stuff like that Instead of finding God and praying to God and stuff like that, they found Satan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so that that's kind of like the basic concept of, of like the stories that, that the guy tells. Uh, and, um, dude, the music's awesome. You, you should check it out. But uh, I'm doing a video on it, uh, on that band specifically and about how they changed my opinion on metal. Uh, and that should, be, that should be coming out soon. Um... I got some other videos in the works, but uh, nothing that I really want to talk about right now. So that, that's it for me. I mean, well, I have a—I call him my cousin, but we've been friends for wow. It feels like I guess it's been like eight, eight to ten years. His name is Rio Cool R I O C O O L. They call him the coolest lame. Check him out on YouTube, on Google Play, on wherever. 
music subscriber you can hear us on. Um, he's a rapper, and he's from Detroit. Came out with some stuff recently. I think you'll like it. I think you'll like it. So you know, check him out. Uh, I think he's shooting a video right now. So that's probably going to be posted probably in the next couple of days or so. And, uh, yeah. But other than that, I guess we're going to have to wrap this up, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Got to get home to the to the girlfriend and... Do the boyfriend thing. Do the boyfriend thing, yeah. So, um, well, yeah, that's it. And, uh, I don't know, that's it. Man, so. I can't wait for next week because there's some things we need to talk about. For sure, for sure. Um... Well, that's it for us, and we will catch you guys next week. Oh, another real thing, or real quick thing before we leave. Um, I'm working with uh, one of Kayla's friends on potentially getting us some original intro music for the show. Oh, good. So, so we won't get sued. That's yeah, what's up. Yeah. So that's good. Uh, but other than that, that's it. We'll catch you guys next week. Take it easy. Bye.